0: What's going on, guys? This is Dave Heilman, aka Dynasty Dorks. This is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm presented to you today by WinBet. Bet fifty dollars at WinBet and get two hundred dollars in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com/backslash WinBet That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com/backslash WYNNBET to claim your free bets today. Don't forget about IP Vanish. We're brought to you also by IP Vanish. IPVanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering seventy percent off if you go to IPVanish.com/sgp. It's IPVanish.com/sgp, and don't forget about the SGPN Discord. Make sure you go to the new Discord server—the perfect place to interact, sweat the bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to SportsGamingPodcast.com/discord. Everybody, make sure you do all that—that so that like, subscribe, and do all those things. Support the show. Thank you for tuning in. Now I want to introduce my guest, one of my favorite follows on Twitter. Every time you're on Fantasy Pros, I'm always like cheering in my car for you. Uh, Scott, how you doing today, sir?
1: Dave, that's an intro, man. I appreciate it. And uh, I, I love doing this. I love talking football. Uh, I love being able to, you know, even in season, out of season, break down kind of what's important about it, why we like it, what's interesting, how it hooks us. Uh, and man, I got to go on Fantasy Pros three times last year. And Joe Pisapia said I was the holiday guy. And that just like, I mean, warmed my heart. I can't work there right now. You know, I got to keep being a teacher. But uh, that was just so cool. What a great experience last year. And, uh, you know, shout out Joe and everybody at Fancy Pros. They're awesome.
0: Yeah. And and like I said, Scott is, you know, when you're on there, I I love it. And you're just, you're so on point when you're on there. Uh, I just been really impressed, you know, when you have gotten the opportunities, how you've taken advantage of that. And like I said, one of my favorite follows and guys to interact with on Twitter um let's talk about a little bit about how you got into this you know how did you when did you start playing fantasy football how'd you get into doing content
1: yeah so i started playing fantasy football probably in 2000 and i want to say three or four um we've been playing in our home league for like 18 19 years and uh we love it it's something that as a a friend group we kind of got into and and we went hard we went trash talking you know we, we had beer pong tournaments during this weekend christmas got men's christmas right so we would just go all out we'd go away to different places take over towns you know no guns were involved but i mean we were fire you know we were just <laughs> we were, we we're out of control we're having a great time being you know nothing illegal happened uh to anybody and so it was it was a, a fun time but that turned into just a love of of fantasy for me just the boys night turned into like okay now i'm gonna actually study this and i'm gonna get into it into all this. I've always loved football. I've been a football fan since I was about five years old. And maybe four years old, the Raiders beat the Washington football team. And my grandma was a Raiders fan. Uh, they were then the Redskins. So she she uh, was just, you know, totally against them and hated them. And so I was like, this is cool. I love this. I love my grandma. I love football. And so I would go over to grandma's house and watch football and then we end up living with her. So I'd watch it whenever she watched it. So uh, that's kind of how I got into it. And then content wise, you know what, I started by just Doing uh, what I love is following all these different people on fantasy, uh, you know, Twitter. And that is, you know, the Matthew Berry's the then Mike Tagliere, uh, you know, uh, right now I'm thinking, you know, um, Jeff Ratcliffe, just a bunch of different people. I'm Denny Carter, JJ Zacharys, and Matt Harmon. So these are these all people who I just started following and I didn't plan to do any content. Uh, and then I had a life crisis. I turned 40. My job was not as fulfilling as I wanted. I was getting burnt out being an evaluator for teachers and I was writing all the time. But not for football, not for me. Uh, and one October in 2019, 18, I don't know when it was. I'll go back and look. Uh, I just, I stopped. It was a Friday night. I worked all week. And I just like, I love fantasy football. And more importantly, I love DFS. We talked about, you know, a little bit in the pre-meeting, uh, how we're going to kind of get into that today, which I'm excited about. Um, and DFS really is daily fantasy sports, right? And for DFS for football, it's going to be, you can play on a Thursday night. There's, there's content. A Sunday, a Saturday, whenever the NFL plays, you can play DFS, which is pretty cool. Um, they got different size tournaments and stuff, but we'll get into that later. But uh, I, I just said, you know what? I'm going to write for my own process to help me understand what I'm doing, right? Just because I'm not that reflective all the time. Let me put something down on paper. Let me see what the, the winners are doing, you know, at the at the time, you know, the What well, What are people doing to win? And then I kind of started copying some of their builds, you know, making my lineups more uh, aligned to the winning lineups, not picking the players, but the strategies. Uh, and so I started writing just for myself. Uh, and fast forward a little bit later, my, my daughter ends up getting cancer that same year. And uh, the fantasy community just jumps into to love on me and my daughter London. And, uh, you know, it it, it it quickly ballooned into uh everybody just was talking and we're all building relationships and and i'm doing my site before but it was just for me it wasn't for money it still isn't really but uh it just turned into though like hey we're gonna do a podcast me and my best friend started doing a podcast me and bo mcbrayer uh bo underscore mc big time on twitter follow him by the way uh he's awesome he works for Fantasy pros uh as one of their best writers over there for dfs uh, and for season long too i mean he just does he's the jack of all trades but uh i i fell in with bo we started a show too and then the next thing you know, it's two years later. We're starting year three. Uh, You're four from my website, but year three is a, actually pursuing content. Uh, and we do it all. We do fancy redraft on Mondays with my partner uh, at the Ralph Macho, Mike Collins. He is uh, over there at the Fancy Millionaires. And that is a, a redraft show. We break down who you should pick up. Like before Monday Night Football even starts, we're telling you the players you should break. Down, you don't need to, you know, go and look at another show on Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever. Just Pick them up on Monday. We're already ready for you, uh, and then on the weekend, me and Bo hit you with the DFS. So we got the, all the bases covered. Uh, I like to do gambling uh, as well, and we're the perfect place for that. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network, uh, which I write for, I'm a, I'm a DFS writer. For them and i have my first and a redraft writer too uh, i have my first article out it's all about rookie running backs uh and and where you can draft them and where you can expect them to produce fantasy wise this year in redraft and so strategy wise you might not want to draft them all I'm gonna pick a couple of them uh but this kind of gives you the blueprint where you're going to find them where you can get them and what they're going to probably in the range of producing based on historical data based on fantasy uh relevant data for the last eight years that i've normed and all the data is there on the article so uh you know go sports gambling podcast network and put in rookie running back breakouts you'll find it and it's got it's got 20 rookies to read about so it, it, it keeps you busy for a
0: while yeah well that, that's awesome man. and yeah love to have you on the team you're real we're really putting together a solid roster and when i saw your article came out i didn't even know you were you're were writing for us and i was i was pumped so uh before we get into it just so you know what the meat and potatoes of the show is going to be we're going to do a mock draft at the end but we are going to we're going to talk about intro to dfs because again i brought scott in because when i think dfs i think of scott I'm, I'm mad that I didn't invite Bo because I was talking to my buddy, Maddie, daddy yesterday. And, and I told him that you were coming on and he just instantly thought Bo was coming too. And he was like, dude, those guys are so smart. He said, I, I you know, he was on a show with Bo the one time and we are just talking about how just he, he, was like, I was just learning so much just by listening to him talk. And so now I gotta, I gotta make sure that I send Bo an invite as well, but a lot, a lot of Bo love. Um, and before we, you know, before we go into the next part, we're going to show some more love to win bets. So win, again, make sure you get down on wins bet 50 to win $200 promotion where $50 Fifty dollars in bets qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes it the best place to bet MLB. And don't forget about the ultimate fantasy football experience. It's not too late to join. Bet $500 plus on sports or casino before July 31st. You get entered to win in the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much you can choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgalingpodcast.com backslash winbet at sportsgalingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Claim your free bets today. Offer subject to change, terms condition at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where Win play play playthrough win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please have them call 1-800-522-4700. And again, don't forget about the SGPN Discord. Make sure you check out the new Discord server. The perfect place to interact and sweat the bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to the com. It's com backslash Discord. So, Scott, it, it, let's just let's just start with the basics. DFS, we talked about daily fantasy sports. What are some basics, the 101, for someone that's
1: new to it? Okay, so there's a couple different platforms you can play on, but the the two main platforms that you might have seen commercials for, uh, if you haven't played or if you have played, are are DraftKings and FanDuel. So FanDuel is a half-point PPR, uh, which to me it's okay. It's not as fun. I love playing in the full-point PPR leagues. Maybe people don't like That's fine. Um, They're both pretty popular. Uh, I I primarily play on DraftKings, and uh, two years ago I got second in a – um, tournamented three hundred thousand people in it. And I got five k, won five k. I was uh point six points away from first in ten k, and I would have won the Million Maker by like eight or nine points that week. So that 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 hooked me. Like that kind of stuff hooks me. And that was on DraftKings. I, I've won a couple hundred bucks here on uh maybe maybe six hundred bucks or so on on Fanduel. Cool, cool. I like that too. But when you win thousands, you're like, hey, I'm gonna stick with DraftKings. So the way it works is. Each week, uh, if you're into fantasy, I'll kind of bridge it from fantasy. Each week, you set a lineup from your roster that you have on your fantasy team, right? So you pick, you've got 16 players probably on your bench, maybe 17 players. You put a roster together, and then you field the team. DFS is similar, except that you pick players for every single game that you decide to enter or any uh, tournament that you decide to enter. Uh, so let's say uh, on a Sunday. There might be 11 or 12 games, 13 games on that slate. That is the one o'clock. And then it ends at, you know, seven 30. So all of those games, you can pick the players from any position, you know, quarterback, you pick one uh, running back. There's mandatory two wide receivers, three, uh, and then a flex, a tight end, a, def- a defense, right? So that kind of is as a nine man squad or nine man team that you're putting together with the defense in there. And you have a certain budget that you can allocate to it $60,000, $50,000 and you're accruing and, and, paying these different prices based on uh, the different skill levels of your players. So players last year, um, you know, for example, uh, like Lamar Jackson, when he was healthy, he had a higher price. Um, You know, anytime you had Patrick Mahomes on a slate, his price was a little bit higher. So you're, you're valuating these players and you're buying their their worth and you're putting lineups in. So uh, it's a really fun way to still love fantasy. And if your fantasy team isn't in it that week, or if you're, you know, not, playing that uh, you know all your teams already stealed and you want to play another you know get the itch as we say you kind of want to build more you can play DFS and you can build as many different lineups as you want uh, I personally that the tournament that I talked about uh, is a tournament that has 150 uh, entries you can put in for $0.50 cents each, right? 75 bucks. I did that regularly last year, and it was so much fun to just build those builds in a, a simulator. I have a different simulator that I have. I, I use run the sims.com and then get ideas from that, and then go ahead and just put them in hand-by-hand. I, I built 150 hand-built lineups uh, based on ideas that I created and metrics that I, I, I made, but you don't have to have that. The, the, the year I won 5K, I just put a $0.50 lamp in I put two lineups in and i won so uh it's so much fun because you're sweating it's just like betting um but it's not right because it's it's a game of of uh uh skill they say so it's not exactly like betting where betting is 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 more regulated so DraftKings are pretty much legal in all the states i I believe uh maybe not arizona because arizona is terrible but (laughs) you live in arizona i'm so sorry government-wise um but yeah it's a really fun way to be able to play and interact with football and and they have different slates so you might just play you know the first games one o'clock games or maybe play the four o'clock games or maybe play the the one game on sunday night or the monday night game so it really it it tickles your fancy however you want to get into it uh and i'll tell you a funny story that's how me and Bo became friends. We were in a fantasy league, but we just started chumming it up and talking about what we love the most and really what it is. It's daily fantasy sports. It's it's thinking about every game and what's going to happen and being obsessed, right, and taking no breaks. And so if you're a nutball who loves, you know, sports and kind of what the value of a player is at any second and what they're going to do this week and what your projections are and, and you want to be able to, you know, kind of make some money and play with some money and do it, DFS is a perfect way to get in and just to have a little fun uh, and, you know, you don't have to spend a million bucks. Either. You can spend, like I said, 50 cents on a lineup and, and still sweat it out and maybe, you know, win a little bit of cash here and there.
0: So what what would you say to the people that are afraid of, you know, the we'll call them the whales or the sharks that are out there? Like, you know, are you just throwing, you know, they feel like they're just throwing their money away because these, you know, other people are out there doing it like that. What, what, do you, what do you say to them?
1: I would say that there are tournaments that you don't want to play in. That would have lots of whales, and that are going to have a lot more entries. So, for example, one that's popular you might you know see on TV or just hear about it, is the Millie Maker tournament each week, right? Um, and what you have is a twenty dollar entry fee normally, but people can put in up to one hundred and fifty entries. So. People who are like Osimo, who's the number one ranked DFS player in the world, Alex Baker, he'll put in 150 lineups, right? And, and he has enough money that he can just do that. And a lot of people do who have won. And they're playing those lineups. And so they've got more bullets in their chamber to go after that. So for me, I put in one just as, as a, a show gimmick with Bo. Normally, you just go build one. What would you do? What are your builds? And we've won, you know, a little bit, maybe a couple hundred bucks here. And there, never anything, you know, n- not a really good investment. Uh, but smaller tournaments or uh, there's different types of games too. So you can play those big tournaments when you're going against thousands of people, or you can play head to head. So Dave, I could play you. it be Scott versus Dave. Uh, and, and maybe uh, I'm not a shark. Maybe I'm your friend, right? So me and Bo actually have uh, one of our, our content bits we do every week is a show that we call, or a writing piece, but it's going to be a show this fall, uh, called uh, The Clash of the Beards and Bellies. And we both have beards, we both have bellies, and so we clash. We go head-to-head every week. We write up our, our guys, talk about who our guys are, and the first year Bo beat me pretty pretty considerably. Last year I came back and I beat Bo. So it's been it's been great. Like you said, uh, I, I've learned from Bo, just, you know, when, when you find somebody who's smarter than you and, and knows more about fantasy and more about NFL and just his brain's an encyclopedia. I just want to be around him. I, just, I hired him to write for me over at nimblewnumbers.com and we just developed a real good friendship and I love doing content with him and we argue, we fight, we disagree with each other. We give each other shit, you know, what we mock each other. Uh, one time uh, we made a bet and uh, it wasn't a monetary bet because I was paying him at one point. Um, it, it was a, uh, I had to write all the articles next week if I lost. So I lost. <laughs> I had to do all his work and I named the article, uh what does white dog shit taste like or eating white dog shit as reference to <laughs> Step Brothers, where uh you know he he has to eat white dog shit so well it, it's it, it's it's been so much fun uh just to have a, a a content piece that resets too so okay so you drafted a shitty fantasy team and it's week six and you're like fudge well man, dfs you can dfs you can dfs you can dfs so
0: it's it's almost the opposite of dynasty and you know with Dynasty, you know, you're locked in and you're, like, married to those situations. You know, obviously you can trade and things like that, but, you know, you have a couple players go down and you thought you were in it to win it and you traded your pieces from next year, and now you're feeling like that white piece of dog shit. Um, sure. But, you got DFS that can save you, and I was going to bring up that bit, and you guys can tell just by listening to Scott why you guys should go listen to Scott and Bo, because the enter- entertainment is, is there, but I I I mean I'm like I see him post his stuff on Twitter. He sends puts the lineups. So I was like, all right, well I'm gonna take twenty bucks and I'm gonna play one of Scott's line. I'm gonna play Scott's lineup. I'm gonna play Bo's lineup. I'm gonna play Edwards. my lineup. And and I want you know I've got my money back thanks to one of you guys, not me. Um, but you know I do it every every once in a, you know once in a while because I I see it. And I'm like, hey, let's do that. That's fun. And uh, you know obviously trying to look at your lineups and think about what what's your process. So I'm glad you guys are putting it on a show um, just to let people know, because again, it, the process, the results aren't always there, but if you can learn the process, then you can get better at things. Um, what are some tips or things when you are talking about kind of the, the process?
1: Yeah. So I, I mean, I think everybody, when you go to play any game, Um, You need to understand the rules, right? So what I do when I go to play a DraftKings contest is see how many people are in it, what the payout is, how it all works, right? So like I talked about that head-to-head matchup is a nice one to do. What I like to do also is is do tournaments, you know, twenty. Man tournaments, 20 woman person, whatever, uh, tournaments where you invite a a private, you know, people in and you say, okay, Dave, you want to play this week? Five bucks. I pay five bucks. Bo pays five bucks. And we all just, you know, go after top three, get the, you know, the, the money. Uh, and so you can actually have little games that are more community based instead of these huge, outrageous, you know, 300,000 people, uh, tournaments which that's not where you're what i did was was not lucky necessarily because yeah i mean the players had to catch the ball everything had to align um but it's not typical let's just say that you're not just gonna put 50 cents in and win 5k and be like there you go you know i didn't do that last year i did two years ago so it's something i tried to do last year even more than i did the year before and it was harder to do last year so um but playing with your friends going head to head doing those smaller things um and, and strategy wise what you can do is you can tailor your builds to those opponents so when you play head to head you don't need to score a million points you don't need to go for for broke as they say with certain players who are, are up and down and and you mm-hmm. know kind of those those players we speak of whereas last year cooper cup was steady you you had him up and down um you know mike evans steady pretty pretty good other players not not so uh, they're up and down you know all, all year long and so boomer bus guys, we love those. The Elijah Moores, maybe get you three points, might get you 30 points near the end of the season and blow the roof off. Uh, and so you're really looking in these games for how you can differentiate your build to the competition that you're playing against. And and the number of people that are in the tournament really does help you decide that. And uh, so in head-to-head, for example, you're a little more safe. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're cash gaming it. What you're looking for is that you're not trying to, to make 5,000 Dollars or five times your money or ten you're just trying to double your money you're trying to yeah one person really so that's fun and you can do it with a friend um on on DraftKings or even privately PayPal however it is you play you can play DraftKings free you can we, me and Bo all our tournaments we did against each other were free DraftKings didn't take our money we just went back and forth uh and then at the end uh he had to buy me a nice bottle of scotch which I haven't bought yet I'm going to buy it before the season starts and I'm going to put it in and just Everybody knows the bottle, Bo bought me. And I'm going to sip a little sip each time, like the tiniest little sip. And be like, mm, oh, it's so good, Bo. Oh, <laughs> God, so good. So, you know, yeah, we, we like to give each other a hard time. I'm not going to. Oh,
0: no, well, that, that's 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 the beauty of fantasy football. And so, some of the times you'll listen to these DFS shows, and some of the guys are, you know, they're talking about contrarian lineups and those kind of things. So, when you're talking about a contrarian lineup, what does that mean? And what does that mean to you?
1: Yeah, so one thing you'll hear uh, thrown around is is ownership, uh, how many people are on to players each week. And so uh, one of my friends and one of the best DFS minds in the game, Salvetri, does uh, a show each week where he does – I think on Friday or Thursday, Friday show – where he just talks about players that that are um, not – owned they're under owned and they're undervalued by the community so where where the money is kind of going there's projections that do this different sites optimizers you can kind of sign up for it's not just on draft how many people are are you know signing up for those players or putting them in their builds but you can kind of see where the energy is going based on how the week is unfolding and and uh and where the, the value is for players and so really a contrarian lineup is if everybody is going after deontay johnson maybe you don't love chase claypool in this game per se but if 90 percent of the people are on, uh, you know, Deontay Johnson, there's a there's a don't miss out on it opportunity. Maybe like you got don't overlook it. It's going to happen or or there's an opportunity to maybe take somebody else. Maybe Pat Frymeath in that game and you go, there's going to be, oh, he caught two touchdowns in that game. And, and Deontay didn't do that. Right. Well, that's because there was some value. You knew there was something was going to happen in that game. The defense was weak. They were up against. There was a, a mismatch. You didn't know where it was going to unfold. And everybody just assumed it was Deontay. You can be contrarian and and find a different angle in the same game even. Or you can go completely differently and go, I love, you know, this week I love Chris Godwin or I love somebody else who's underlooked and and people are not seeing this that I'm seeing. And he's the same price as this other person who's really uh, well, uh, you know, owned by the community, and really kind of over put up there. And then a a lot of times being contrarian just means that you're not going along with the crowd. Is the crowd rushes to to change their lineups based on an injury or whatever it is? So it's vague. I'm not, I'm not trying to nail down. Don't, it's not my thesis right there, but uh, I'll say that you know you you're you're trying to avoid just doing everything. The chalkiness uh, and chalk in this sense is that everybody is aligned and you're all the same. And there's not a wow. difference in your lineup. You don't you don't want that. You need, and particularly if you're in those bigger tournaments, you want to have more differentiation. But when you're doing cash, who cares? Cash. You're one person. None of that matters. The ownership doesn't matter. Right. So if you're doing head to head and someone's like, i seventy percent owned," who cares? I Are mean, you Does is your your opponent have him? That's all you care about.
0: Yep. No. And and to your point, you know, you could you can see a guy score three touchdowns, but if everybody has that player, you're not going to move up. Right. But if if Chase Claypool scores and you're one of the ten percent that you're going to be moving up and, and the Deontay people are going to be staying still. And that's how you leapfrog people and and make the big difference. So I love how you differentiate between cash games and your, you know, your, your tournaments. So let's, uh, let's give one last shout out to some of the sponsors and then get into the mock draft. Again, we got to talk about IP vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your isp and other prying eyes that's why i use ipvanish vpn to make it easy to truly you know truly make all my all my searches private and secure my internet ipvanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100 of your data this means that your private details passwords communication browsing history and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands Even your physical location will be hidden ipvanish makes you virtually invisible online it's that simple you can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing your speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even your Fire Stick and your streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go anywhere without using IPVanish. IPVanish is off- IP IPVanish is offering an incredible seventy percent off their yearly plan for our listeners with a thirty day money back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You don't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream everything you search for and everything you buy. Take your privacy back with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com backslash SGP. Use a promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com backslash SGP. And don't forget about Dave, not me. Dave, you've level with me. You've all been in a situation where you, you know, at one point in your life where you're tight on cash, Maybe you could only afford a few uh, gallons of gas, or don't know what to get for the next save the date or birthday. That's where Dave can help. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to struggling to make ends meet, it can really be stressful. Then you know more stressful and unexpected expenses come up. Now Dave can help you out in a pinch when you really need it. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, but you can't change the past. What you can always do is, is help your future self. And if you did so, maybe you'd ask for a little bit of cash. Now you can with Dave. Dave is a banking app that can help you with when help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses without stressing you out. There's no interest, no credit card, no no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the the financial relief they needed with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch, need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as helping your future self. Download the Dave app from the the app store. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get $500 instantly for terms. And conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member of the FDIC. Your future will thank you. Let's get out of the mock draft. And another sponsor of the show is Sleeper. So we're going to do it by Sleeper. Got to get this out of the way. And you picked from the sixth spot. I'm from the 12th spot. This is a PPR redraft, one quarterback. Let's get this thing started. Mm-hmm. All
1: right. Here's what I'm going to say. I had the sixth pick in the Scott Fish Bowl, and I uh, it's a little different format. It's a two QB format. So I have not really drafted that many uh, mock drafts. My second mock draft of a, of a one QB uh, set here. I'm really excited. So I did it from the sixth spot again, um, just because I want to kind of just see the difference and understand one QB and, and players would be coming off the board a lot sooner and I'm not adjusted to it. So this will be good for me to kind of get some some uh, data. So right now, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, gone so off the board. So I'm I'm left here with Cooper Cup and, and Justin Jefferson. Now, I do think the Rams offense is going to be incredible this year, and I do like it. Uh, I think Cooper Cup can – be uh, almost as effective, but not as effective. I mean, it's really incredible what he did last year. Robert Woods was not there. They have Allen Robinson now. And I think they're going to run the football a little bit more. Hopefully, Cam Akers healthy. So uh, I'm going to go wild, crazy here, and I'm going to go Justin Jefferson because I love that that they're going to be throwing the, the ball a little bit more. In in as it's how it's going to go, I know that I, I've heard the the rumors. So I listen to rumors.
0: Yeah, and so I actually put this out on TikTok. If Jonathan Taylor is off the board you're sitting at 102, who do you pick? Nice. And, you know, a, a lot of people are are commenting, you know, Christian McCaffrey, some Dalvin Cook, some Cooper Cup. I uh, had a bunch of different answers. And, you know, at the end of the day, you need to make sure that you are mock drafting because you want to know how does it play out when I take Christian McCaffrey
2: mm-hmm. or
0: how does it play out if I go Justin Jefferson? What, what if you go Justin Jefferson at 102 or Cooper Cup at 102? Are you going to be able to get good running backs at the the two eleven and three three hundred two? Well, I'd rather figure that out in a free mock draft with Scott than be doing a fifty dollar or fifteen hundred dollar league and realize, yeah, I probably should have went went running back. So I'm going to take Stefan Diggs here. I still think Stefan Diggs with Josh Allen is is in for a bounce back year. Not that he had a bad year last year, but I still think he's going to be an absolute stud. And, and I think this is going to be the year for DeAndre Swift. Maybe, Ooh, it's, the wow. Maybe wow. it's the dynasty player in me. But uh, I didn't want to go without getting a running back there at the turn, not knowing what's going to come back to me. So I just want to review the first round, and then we'll get to Scott's pick. Jonathan Taylor went 101. Austin Eckler went 102. Christian McCaffrey, 103. Derrick Henry, 104. Dalvin Cook, 105. Scott broke the running back run, went Justin Jefferson, 106. Then Cooper Cup went 107. Najee Harris, 108, Travis Kelsey, 109, Jamar Chase, 110, Joe Mixon, 111, and then I went Stefan Diggs, 112, and DeAndre Swift at 201. Scott, you're on the clock.
1: Okay. So after that, Nick Chubb, Lamb, who I love, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and Mark Andrews all point, 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 point. Uh, he, here's what I'm feeling right now, and maybe this is not accurate, but... It doesn't look right now. I don't know. I've not have you heard anything about Alvin Kamara being suspended lately? I've heard a lot of nothing about him being suspended. Yeah,
0: a lot of nothing. You Kumar know, there were there was a comment about um, you know, there is a video out there and you know, I think if the video was out there, you probably would have seen it. Um, but I I was actually talking to, to Michael F. Florio hmm. and I asked him, Did you see the Chase Claypool video last year? And he said, No, I haven't seen it. I said exactly. Last year Chase Claypool kicked a dude in the face. Have you seen it, Scott?
1: No, I, the first I've heard, I didn't, know, I didn't Yeah. Know.
0: It was on like pro football network and it was, it got a little bit of press. He got nothing, no suspension, nothing. And there was video of him literally kicking a dude in the face and, you know, a little scrap, you know, with his buddies after, after, a, after the bar. Right. So I just, I don't see a six game suspension and they may not even meet until November. So we may not get a resolution in this. Um, but, you know, a lot of these things, unless it's domestic violence or drugs, you're probably not gonna see a suspension and most likely they're gonna settle it out of court and Alvin Kamara's gonna be fine, in my opinion.
1: I agree with you, and I think if he falls in your draft, you can you can scoop scoop him up for sure. Now here's the thing, I will say this. I love Aaron Jones this year too, though. And this is this is kind of the dilemma, right? And I have not gotten to this. This is the bridge I didn't know I had to cross. <laughs> I didn't think I'd get here. Uh which is to you know, unfortunate. I should have thought ahead. But Uh, I do also have Debo on the board as well. If you want to go big stud, you know, zero RB, uh, Danny Carter all the way, Justin Jefferson, Debo would, would, you know, make it move as George said. So um, I don't know, man, this is tricky. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to go Alvin Kamara. I'm just going to just take the plunge. I went, yeah, I didn't know.
0: Oh man. I thought I turned the sounds off, but we, we did not do that and they gave it to you.
1: They didn't like it yeah well
0: you're back on the clock we talked about the second round deandre swift nick you know nick chubb cd lamb Devonte adams tyree kill mark andrews avan kamara josh allen aaron jones did not come back to you Mm-mm. Javante williams debo samuel who you also considered and then saquon barkley mm. third I, round third I'm round scared. we have we have cheeseburger lenny or is he what what's what's leonard Fournette these days 245
1: what do you think now he's a he's a happy meal <laughs>
0: <laughs> we got Leonard Fournette, 301, James Conner, 302, Mike Evans, 303, Patrick
1: Holmes, 304, T. Higgins at 305. Scott is back on the clock. I- I'm disappointed. I really – I was going to sell my my soul for Mike Evans. And, man, if he could have come back to me, uh, you know, that's my biggest disappointment right now. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, uh, speaking of of, of disappointments, uh, Kyle Pitts, a little bit of a disappointment last year. He didn't find the end zone, right? It was not not working for him. I have a chance now to to, to pick him. Uh, this is this is this is a regular. It's not like a Scott Fish thing. where you get like a thousand points extra for tight end, right? You know. Nope. nope. Um, so, but I also have AJ Brown available uh, to me as well, which is very interesting. In this situation, I'm going to lean AJ Brown. I'm going to do that, and and you know, I, I like AJ a lot this year. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie.
0: Yeah, and, and what people might push back at you on and say, well, what about, you know, the, the situation over there with Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith? Any concerns about the, you know, I mean, he's never really got a lot of volume over there, but any concerns about, you know, him
1: fitting that offense? Let me ask you a question. I don't. Here's the thing. You didn't have an A.J. Brown. AJ Brown is is not the exact same as Debo Samuel, but you're not going to tackle that guy one on one out there. He's a he's a hoss, right? We've seen the whole Ravens team a couple years ago could not tackle him. He he can pinpoint the ball, high point the ball in the air with his huge monster hands. He can you don't bother him. You're like a gnat up there, right? So uh, I'm I'm not afraid. Uh, the people who are like, well, you know, he is not going to get a lot of volume. He doesn't need that much volume. He needs like three or four plays, and with you know, Devonta Smith on the other side. That's great. Somebody's going to be open, right? Somebody's got to be open, right? And it only uh, helps Jalen Hurts too. So, um, sh- you know, if it gets back to me, I might have to take Jalen Hurts. Ah, I don't want to spill my beans.
0: Well, yeah, we won't do that. Look, luckily it's only me here and, uh, we'll, we'll see about the, you know, what, what I end up doing with Jalen Hurts. So, here, you know, I I I like some of the running backs that came back to me. I I, I think, you know, there's some receiver depth that I, I I need to go get running back here. I like, you know, some of the receivers coming up in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. Um, but you know, Cam Akers going a little bit, you know, a little bit questionable here with Cam Akers and, and Swift going with the upside. Um, and then I have the you know, I have Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin. A little bit questionable quarterback play for both those guys. I got George Kittle if I hey, want to go tight end here.
2: Yeah.
0: And, you know, the tight ends are kind of going off the board. I think there's a, a big drop off after you have, you know, George Kittle and Dalton Schultz. Um, but you're going to get quite a bit of volume here with David Montgomery. So it's just interesting. I'm I'm not going to think George Kittle and Schultz make it back to me. So I'm going to go with the Kittle here. And get my and short my tight end early.
1: I like it. I like it. It's not. It's not. A, I was going to go Kittle if he got back. If he you know, made it to me for sure. So, um, Kittle in the fourth. That's a really good value. I'm. I'm yeah, hmm. pencil that one down. Yeah, for sure, man. That's a winner. Uh, okay, so for for me now, I, I'm I've got Justin Jefferson, Alvin Kamara, and AJ Brown. So I've got a number one and a, maybe a number one. Right? I mean, there are two wide receiver ones here, maybe possibly. Uh, so. I don't need to kind of push too hard there. Uh, Some, some little frustrating news, honestly, uh, out of camp, James Robinson, apparently is back. Excuse me as I get a drink real quick. What's up with that? What's going on there? I I mean, good for him, bad for fantasy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They talked about it today on, you know, fantasy footballers and, um, you know, kind of Chris Godwin is also back and, you know, we, we don't know what that means, you know, like, Just because that they did, you know, it's a good thing for them and a good positive sign that they're gonna be ready to go that they were not put on the PUP. But just because you're not on the PUP does not mean that you're going to be going to a full practice with contact and all those things. And, you know, running on the sideline, doing individual drills is a lot different than, you know, going and, and trying to go one on one with Aaron Donald.
1: Uh yeah. Yeah. You're not Penny Soul. By the way, I love Penny Soul. I watched a clip of him yesterday just manning on Aaron Donald, talking shit to him, getting it in his face. I want to see if they play this year. I don't know. I'll, I'll look at my magic crystal ball. If they play this year, I want to see Penny Soul pancake Aaron Donald. Cuz <laughs> listen, no offense to Aaron Donald. He's a champion and all that little short man anger he's got. He um he he fights people. Like he tries to fight people too like he it does it all he does it in practice during uh pre-seasons with people that are open practices with other scrimmage practices they call him he does it then he does it he did it with the cowboys i think and the cowboys rookie grabbed him and suplexed him and i got an erection i was gonna say sorry <laughs> to the, the kids because I, I and not nothing against Aaron Donald. i don't like aggressive guys who who try to fight you Right. And who are just being that way. I like it when you play football and you're aggressive. That's fine. I'm super hyper. I knocked a guy out almost in the t- turkey bowl, right? Just going nuts so on him. He's a big rugby player. I hit him so hard. I was going, I was going, ah, my friends need to say, <laughs> hey, Scott, calm down, right? Calm down. That's not what we're doing here. So I get it, but still, uh, all right. I'm still disappointed in this situation.
0: There's just, yeah, there's a difference between being aggressive and being, a, you know, a bully. And, right. you know, when these guys are, are just looking to, you know, bully everybody else. It's good when someone stands up to him.
1: Right. So I like. It. So anyway, uh, I'm gonna jump over here. I, I, it's hard. The, the The running back was taken right one pick for me. Uh, Brees Hall. I like him a lot this year. I would have taken him, but you know what? You got to pivot. You got you to gotta do a little something, a little pivot. I'm pivoting over to Michael Pittman. I think Michael Pittman has a chance to do a lot of damage this year. Not to lie.
0: Yeah. No, I like that pick. um There's a couple guys that you know I was probably a little naive to think they would make it back to me, but. You know, I like Mike Williams a lot this year. Um, Obviously, Michael Pittman, I think he's in for a a monster year. Um, You know, so just to to go through the fourth round, George Kittle went 401, David Montgomery 402, Deontay Johnson 403, Antonio Gibson 404, Terry McLaurin 405, Bruce Hall, like you mentioned, 406, then Michael Pittman at 407, picked by Scott. Jalen Waddle 408. Lamar Jackson, 409. Team 4 must have forgotten. This is a one-quarterback league. Travis Etienne, 410. Oh, Mike Gordon 411. Man. DK Metcalf, 412. Then uh, fifth round, Josh Jacobs, 501. Jerry Judy, 502. So Judy went before Sutton. I actually looked at the lines yesterday. I was kind of looking at like what the DK Sportsbook had, and they have Judy and Sutton very close. But they have Judy, his line is about ten more catches, about twenty more yards and a touchdown more than Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. Um so I did post what all the rookie numbers were. Traylon Burks, I was actually the top for everything. Um was interesting. Um but yeah, uh, you know, check that check out Dynasty Dirks on Twitter if you want to see that. But um Amari Cooper, JK Dobbins, and then Scott's up.
1: All right, so in this situation, uh, I'm open to do anything, right? I can go running back, tight end. Um, so let's look and see what we're looking at. Quarterback, Joe Burrow is available. Oh, I like Joey Joey B this year for sure. Uh, running back, it's a bit of a hodgepodge, just like the dead man zone, right? This yep. is running back dead zone here. You got Elijah Mitchell, who you know, I think I think Kyle Shanahan is going to use him until he he bruises him. Honestly, like that's kind of how his strategy is, right? So run him into the ground. I'm not worried about uh anything but him getting injured. Like, and if that's what happens. NFL players, right? So if I'm gonna go, Lies Mitchell, I'm gonna know he's gonna play. He's gonna be there. uh He's in a good offense. I like that as well. Um, I don't like Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Miles Sanders. Uh, not a big fan of. I do. I do like AJ Dillon though. I'm not gonna lie to you, AJ Dillon. He does it for me. He he gets it going. Um, but you know, I there, you know, I man, this is hard. I've not done this. I'm going to go, and I'm going to go quarterback. I'm going to go Joe Burrow. I, I can't not go Joe Burrow, right? I had to All go. Right. Yeah, I had to. Did they, did they didn't like it or they like it? What, they what? didn't say anything.
0: Oh, I'm so mad. I'm I'm kind of happy that A.J. Dillon went because then I did not take your pick that you told me. Yeah. But I definitely was thinking about him. Uh, I'm going to go oh, with Marquise Hollywood Brown. Nice. Um, I really was hoping that A.J. Dillon would make it back here. I think Hollywood Brown is in a great spot with, you know, Kyler Murray's obviously going to be studying. Mm. Um, He's going to be watching a lot of films. So Marquise Brown is going to be the benefactor. I think he gets a deal soon. They're obviously doing everything they can to uh, make Kyler Murray happy. Um, by giving him a big contract, lots of money, and bringing over his buddy. And I just, I don't really know if DeAndre Hopkins is ever going to be DeAndre Hopkins again. Um, You know, he has, you know, he's had kind of a a rough couple of years with injuries and, and now he's got the suspension. Um, it's just, you know, it, it's, you don't want to miss half a game of your year 30 season. Um, and he's not necessarily been a, you know, a, you know, he's not, it's not one of those guys that, you, you know, you have that four, four speed and all that stuff. He's, he's not, he's not going to do that. Um, and before we, you know, before we go into the next part, we're going to show some more love to win bets. So win, again, make sure you get down on wins bet 50 to win $200 promotion, where $50, $50 in bets qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out win bet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes it the best place to bet MLB. And don't forget about the ultimate fantasy football experience. It's not too late to join. Bet $500 plus on sports or casino before July 31st. You get entered to win in the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much you can choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgalingpodcastcom backslash winbet at sportsgalingpodcastcom backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Claim your free bets today. Offer subject to change, terms condition at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where Win play where Playthrough Win Bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please have them call 1-800-522-4700. And again, don't forget about the SGPN Discord. Make sure you check out the new Discord server. The perfect place to interact and sweat the bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to the com. Sportslandpodcast.com. It's com backslash Discord. Dalton Schultz did make it back, so I really would have probably went ETN if I knew Schultz would have got back to me, but he didn't. Um, Let's see what running backs are available. Ugh, it's ugly, ugly, Terrible. ugly out there. Um, quarterbacks, yeah, Jalen Hurts is right there. Uh, but I, I'm I'm going to go with a receiver here, and I think Allen Robinson. I hear he's eating some breakfast with Matthew Stafford.
1: That's all you got to do is eat breakfast with him. That's that's yeah. how it works.
0: Yeah. So the the sixth round: Allen Robinson, Brandon Cooks, Miles Sanders, Kenneth Walker actually Ken walker T J. Hawkinson, Adam Thielen, and Scott is on the clock
1: mm, 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 mm. you know, oh, I like Dalton Schultz too um i went Dalton Schultz
0: yeah yeah i got I got Dalton Schultz and uh Scott Fish. I probably got him a little early. um I was at the beginning uh, i was I was picked one oh one, so you kind of gotta when you're when you're at the one, you kind of gotta take a leap on some of these things and and you get ahead of the run. It's true. There, there was no run. Um so I just jumped out, got Dalton Schultz and then no tight ends were picked <laughs> before my next pick and like 20 receivers. So I was pretty pissed, but it
1: is what it is. It is what it is. And you know what? It is what it is uh in, in Cleveland as well and who knows what it is in Cleveland. It's not good. Uh how does that make you feel about Cream Hunt? He's up. He's the next chewed up running back. Uh I only have a, a an Alvin Kamara and Mike you What do you think about the Brown situation?
0: I I like Kareem Hunt. Uh, You know, I I think there's a good situation there for him. I mean, they're they're probably going to have Brissett for at least a couple weeks. um, You know, maybe half the season. Or, but Kareem Hunt was getting so he was getting so much work at the beginning of the year before he got hurt. He was getting 14 or 15 touches a game, and you're lucky to get some of these other guys. You know, they're lucky to get that. And he was getting it on a per game basis. He was, you know, he was a high end RB two. Um, he's got some upside if Nick Chubb were to go down. Uh I think, you know, in the seventh, eighth round, Kareem Hunt is a steal.
1: Yeah, I, I like it too. And uh the only other person I really love there too is Tony Pollard as well. I think that Zeke is on the decline. Uh, I know Zeke wants to eat, but I think I think this year is going to be a, a nice year for Tony Pollard. I'm not going to say he yeah, outscores him, but I think it's it that the gap gets narrowed for sure in my mind. But I'm going to go Cremont because I think they're going to be losing some of yeah. those games, and and you're going to need to be able to throw the football out of that field. Yeah.
0: Andrew Erickson called uh, Zeke a landmine today.
1: Oh, I um, love that Eric. That's talked Eric. about
0: him in the draft, and he's got him. He's he's kind of ranked at RB 25, which is uh, definitely not in line with ECR or ADP, um, but they were like, why do, why do you do that? He's like, I just don't want people to draft him. I think he's just a landmine out there, and I know that everyone's going to point to the fact that he's never had a season outside of the top 12. He said, but you know, he's not going to have a season outside of the top 12 until he does. And it's you know, it's more than likely going to happen sooner than later. Um, he's got a lot of wear and tear in his body. He's got a lot of carries over the last couple of years, and, and Tony, Power, Tony Pollard obviously, obviously looks like the better back when he's on the field
1: are you gonna take him is that that, that what you're telling me now okay
0: i'm gonna go with batman that's a good pick though. and take him tony pollard would he would be in consideration but i'm gonna go devin singletary here um and we'll see you know i just i like getting running backs on good offenses and he currently
1: is a starter and tony pollard is not Oh, i like that too that's that's a good point um but but Tony Tony Pollard made it back to me so you know um i, I you know oh hey, um but then also elijah moore is also over here oh, as well and um it's come you get you know he's not coming back to me either and i do love his explosive four three speed <laughs> it's a game changer um what would you do in this situation if if we're not in this league together and you're in my shoes? Are you leaning Elijah Moore? Are you, are you leaning Tony P?
0: Uh, I really would come down to the the roster build. I would. I like Elijah Moore and Gabriel Davis better. in this, I'll get rid of this off more already. I yeah, like Elijah be Moore better, but you only have two running backs, and so right. that's where I'd probably lean running back here.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the trigger on Pollard, and then you know. Just cry as Elijah Moore gets picked.
0: Yeah, there he goes. <laughs>
1: oh, God, why? Oh.
0: All right. So let's let's go. We didn't cover the last couple rounds. Um, so we had Jalen Hurts go 701, Juju Smith, schuster Tom Brady at 703. Drake London was the first, actually, well, the third rookie, the first rookie receiver off the board. DeAndre Hopkins went at 705, Kareem Hunt 706 by Scott. Traylon Burke, 707. Russell Wilson, 708. Zach Prescott, 709. Cordero Patterson, 710. Gabriel Davis, 711. And then I took Rashad Bateman and Devon Singletary. Aaron Rodgers won 802. Then we had Devonta Smith, 803. Tyler Lockett, Chase Edmonds, Matthew Stafford. Scott took Tony Pollard, Dallas Goddard. And then we have Elijah Moore, Hunter Renfro, Zach Hertz, and and Dawson Knox. We had Rashad Penny, Trey Lance, who I was kind of hoping was still on the board. Not on the board. Scott, and I Actually, you got a quarterback. I'm the only one without a quarterback. Garrett Wilson, Brandon Ayuk, and then Chris Olave. I put this question out there, Scott. What, well, who do you think is going to be the top rookie receiver? I think everyone kind of thinks Brees Hall is going to be the top rookie, you know, rookie overall. Who's going to be the top rookie receiver
1: this year? You okay. know, if, if Jameis Winston stays alive the whole year— it could be Chris Olave. It really could. So yeah. I'm, I'm gonna lean in.
0: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm with you. I think Olave is in the best spot. I think London gets a lot of volume, but I don't think he gets a lot of scoring opportunities. I'm um, kind of like we saw with Kyle Pitts last year—a whole lot of yards, but not a lot of touchdowns. And it, it's Marcus Mariota, so it's, it's you know the target's gonna be less quality than what it was last year with Ryan. It could be even worse if they switch to, you know, have a rookie go in there with Desmond Ritter as they try to figure it out. I just, I like Olave's situation better than I do London's or or Burks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'm going James Cook.
0: Nice. Yeah. And with, with Cook, Singletary, you know, one of those guys is going to be fantasy relevant. Um, we just, we just got to figure out which one it's going to be. And, um, you know, with with James Cook, you're looking at somebody that has, you know, uh some some really good pass catching ability on an offense that, you know, passed, you know, one of the highest pass volume offenses in the league last year. Oh, for sure. So I'm gonna take Derek Carr. I like the additions that they had on the offense. Um, you know, I know Carr has never thrown for more than 32 touchdowns in his career, um, but he's also never had Devontae Adams. Um, he's got Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, and I think it's it's very underrated. Um, you, you gotta have a good play caller. And Josh Josh McDaniels, you know, whether we like him or not, whether he's you know an a hole for what he did to the Colts, he's still been a, a very good play caller. True. And um, you know, I think that's gonna be a, a very good offense and a very competitive division. All right, so this is where it gets a little difficult, and I'm gonna go with one of my favorite rookies,
1: Ooh. Isaiah Spiller. Tell me more. Tell me more. I'm interested. I'm interested.
0: Yeah. So you don't love the draft capital, but I love the landing spot. So Isaiah Spiller, um, you know, he didn't have that blazing uh, combine that people were looking for, and so people kind of fell off the train. Originally, it was Isaiah Spiller or Brees Hall, who's the you know the best running back. And you know, when the combine hit, Spiller, you know, lost his mojo. But when it comes down to it, he's on the Chargers, one of the best offenses, or projected to be best offense in the league. They've been looking for somebody to complement Austin Eckler. And Joe Lombardi is, you know, he helped implement that Saints offense that had Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. They've tried to find a a, a counterpart to Eckler, and they've just been unsuccessful. Mm. I think Spiller is a perfect piece. There's no way, you know, you're going to see 20 touchdowns from Austin Eckler this year. That regression is going to come down. I think Spiller's going to be a big piece of that. I think Spiller can work his way into a every week flex. In this offense, and if Austin Eckler were to go down, he could be one. He's one play away from a massive opportunity. Mm,
1: I like it. Uh, the way the board's fallen to me, I went wide receiver four out of my first three. or Three out of my first four picks, but I need I need more wide receivers now because I've abandoned them for five rounds. So I'm <laughs> gonna go. I'm gonna go. I can't believe he's still able. Christian Kirk. Ooh. Follow wow. the money. Follow the money. I love him this year in the tenth round.
0: Oh, it's a steal? So we we had uh we had James Cook nine oh six, Pat Frymuth nine oh seven, Robert Woods nine oh eight, James Robinson nine oh nine, Chase Claypool nine ten, Ramondre Stevenson. A lot of people are getting excited about him at the nine eleven
1: spot. Fantasy
0: footballers talked about him today.
1: Early. You like Stevenson? No, it's early in this. That's a bit of a reach, I think. Well, but...
0: he he's starting to get a lot of hype. He's coming up, He's coming up on rankings. Some people think he could take Harris's job. Some yeah. people think he's gonna. You know, James White's not gonna be ready to go, but. People are getting excited. I had Marcus Grant on the show, and he brought uh, Ramondre Stevenson out as a uh, breakout candidate.
1: I like him um, as a breakout candidate, but in the in the ninth round, you're paying up a little bit.
0: Yeah, um, you're you're definitely. You know. I mean, you're these are some starters. You know, you're looking at Brandon Ayuk and Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, Robert Woods. Robert
1: Woods. I mean, Robert Woods is is going to be healthy. It looks like yeah. and, uh, and
0: and most likely the number one there in Tennessee. So. Um, I got Derek Carr at nine twelve, Isaiah Spiller at ten oh one. We talked about him. Michael Carter, Melvin Gordon. I mean, Gordon was pretty solid last year, and he's been kind of ignored. True. Um So uh, yeah, at the ten, that's a pretty interesting uh, pick. There's Tony at ten oh four. Michael F. Florio. If you listen to him, he's going to try to sell you on Kadarius Tony, and uh, you know, at the price tag you're 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 getting them at, I'm buying. Yeah. Um, Ron- Ronald Jones, 1005, Russell Gage, 1006. I wonder if the Julio Jones uh, thing's going to switch
1: Russell Gage's ADP a little bit. What happened with Julio? I've been going to the cardiologist today.
0: Oh, well, Julio Jones signed with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, that's sexy. I need a breaking news drop. Um, um, Christian Kirk, 1007 to Scott, Alan Lazard, 1008, uh, Mike Iseki, 1009, uh, Christian Watson, 1010. Skymore ten eleven, Damian Pierce ten twelve. This is where a lot of the rookies are flying off the board. MVS eleven one, Alexander Madison eleven o two, Cole Comet eleven o three, Michael Gallup eleven o four, Tyler Boyd eleven o five, and Scott eleven o six.
1: Okay, I gotta I gotta think about this a little bit, but uh, you know I, I don't like to do a double QB right now. You know I don't like to draft the second QB really. I'll, I'll pick somebody up later if I need it. If it's if it's like desperate times, but I like to leave with a plethora of running backs and wide receivers. Like I just, it just you know, it gets me excited. That's all. That's how I do it. So um, let me talk about what I need right now. I've got a, a good, you know, stable four and four. I'm not even going to dip into the tight end world right right now. I don't really need to worry about that. Um, I'm looking to see who's available. There's some, there's some value on the table. You know who I like this year. I just drafted the guy who took you know his money and ran, or the spot that he he's going to fill now. It's Rondale Moore in Arizona. He, yep. should, he should be in the Christian Kirk role in the mm-hmm. first first couple of months without, you know, a month and a half, whatever it is, without our boy DeAndre. Uh, it's a bit of a value. They're probably going to ding me because I'm reaching a little bit, but it's the later rounds. Once you re- reach past round 10, you can kind of play with house money. So I'm going to go Rondell Moore.
0: And hey, they didn't ding you for it. And, you know, Rondell Moore is he's very interesting. You know, a lot of people last year... You know, they were excited about him as as a rookie. And, you know, obviously he let people down. Yes, he did. Um, but at the end of the day, like there's rookie receivers, like not everybody is Jamar Chase, just Jefferson. It takes time. And, you know, with him getting everybody out of the way, everyone's talking about Zach Ertz and Marquise Brown. Who's after that? You got A.J. Green, who's another year older, and you have Rondell Moore. And so I could just, you know, I think that you're going to see, you're going to see him get more involved in the offense and I hope you can see him downfield and not just on some of this gadget stuff, right? Um, you know, but we'll see. So, um, so we talked a little bit about Leonard Fournette earlier, and you know, I'm going to take Rashad White. Nice. Not, not only with the, the Leonard Fournette situation, with you know his weight and things like that, but you also got to look at the fact that you know they tr- they were trying to find a pass catcher last year and they couldn't. You know, Leonard Fournette got eighty eighty plus targets. Uh, Gio Bernard, Bernard had 30 plus targets. Rojo had, you know, like 20 targets. He can't even catch and they're on the ball. Right. So Rashad white. He profiles as a great pass catcher. A lot of people, you know, compare him to, you know, someone of a David Johnson type of a player. He's, he's definitely, you know, another guy's one, one injury or one play away from a big opportunity. But if he gets that pass catching role, you know, he's another one that has some upside and I'm going to double up with running backs here. I'm going to protect my investment. I got Cam Akers. Might as well get some insurance. Daryl Henderson.
1: All right. Whew. I was worried my guy was going to get taken. You ever have a guy and you're like, computer, don't you dare snipe me.
0: Yeah. You, if, when you look at your board and you know that like, your heart's going to drop if somebody takes that guy, you better go scoop him up as soon as, as soon as you get on the clock. Let's uh, let's give one last shout out to some of the sponsors and then get into the mock draft. No. Again, we got to talk about IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to truly you know, truly make all my all my searches private and secure my internet. IPvanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communication, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPvanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPvanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing your speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even your fire stick when your streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go anywhere without using IPvanish. IPvanish is all for IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You don't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com backslash SGP. Use the promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's I P V A N I S H dot com, S G P. And don't forget about Dave, not me. Dave, you've level with me. You've all been in a situation where you, you know, at one point in your life where you're tight on cash, maybe you could only afford a few uh, gallons of gas or don't know what to get for the next save the date or birthday. That's where Dave can help. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling struggling to make ends meet, it can really be stressful. Then, you know, more stressful and unexpected expenses come up. Now Dave can help you out in a pinch when you really need it. Hindsight is always 2020, 20, but you can't change the past. What you can always do is, is help your future self. And if you did so, maybe you'd ask for a little bit of cash. Now you can with Dave. Dave is a banking app that can help you with when help you get up to 500 dollars instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gifts or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses without stressing you out. There's no interest, no credit card, no, no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the, re- the financial relief they needed with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as helping your future self. Download the Dave app from the, the App Store. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get $500 instantly for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member of the FDIC. Your future will thank you.
1: Um, you know, th- This year, I- I'm taking a guy who last year you saw him be effective in the passing game for a team that wants to run the football and i took a teammate of his an aj brown earlier but i really do love kenny gainwell man uh, i'm not gonna lie he's somebody who i am hoping i'll get a ding on but okay didn't get a ding on uh I, I like him i'm gonna have him on most of my squads if i can get him in the 12th round you know i just think that's gonna be I like marlon mack too marlon mack was there that was the decision for me if i'm gonna get that running back marlon mack or Gainwell. I went Gainwell because he was solely the, the the passing back, right? And he had a little goal line work here and there. But really, if, if they're going to throw the football uh, to the running back, it's probably going to be him. And I love that because you're going to see Jalen Hurts scrambling and dambling around.
0: Well, let me ask you about a running back that went in the 11th round. So Tyler Algier went in the 11th round, 1108. And so I was looking at ECR versus ADP and just trying to find some values. In the sense of, you know, the experts are obviously telling us that this guy is higher or lower than ADP. Right. Algier was eight spots higher in ADP than he was in the expert consensus rankings. He was the biggest quote unquote reach. Mm. What are your thoughts? Is he a reach or is he a value at the 16th spot in your rookie drafts?
1: I don't know how that offense is going to play out with Marcus Mariota uh and Ritter there too I don't know what it's going to look like in in the fully formed uh you know I don't know um baby boy or whatever that is (laughs) this year I don't know um so I'm a little hesitant um to maybe go all in on him I liked your pick of Rashad White uh, a lot in that round um and then I mean you know he's out of the rookies. I think Spiller, I'd rather have, have Spiller. There's a couple, I, just, I he's not, I'm not, I don't hate him. You know, if he's there, you need somebody in that round and you don't have a running back and you've kind of gone zero RB. He's definitely a good candidate, but you know, they like to put Cordell Patterson in the, the backfield down in the red zone because he is a beast. And yeah. so uh, I watched him run for three touchdowns against the Washington football team or catch three touchdowns and run for, like the man just is, is a vulture. And so just know that maybe there's going to be some inconsistency there, and there's not a lot of touchdown equity on my from my money in the offense for him at this point. Maybe upside of six, so six is not that many uh, for a running back if you're going to be targeting him. So when when are those six touchdowns going to come? Are you going to be able to play him? Are you going to play him then? Do you know how they're going to be? So I'd rather go for a bigger upside play uh, in that round. Um, you know, yeah, and, I mean
0: you you look at these like these ups, you know, like we'll say they're they're. Short yardage backs. It's it's very tough if you're the short yardage back on a team that is expected to lose a lot of games. Yes. And negative game scripts will definitely write him off of the you know of the game plan when the Falcons are down twenty one nothing or you know twenty one to seven at halftime of every single game. Um, so that's where you know you you see more of the Cordero Patterson, and the J D McKissick the Hines when they're they're having to come from behind.
1: Yeah, and also you got to think about Mariota if he is going to you know start the whole season. He likes to you know do little options and little quarterback reads and the play. He he might take it in himself a few times, which cuts into touchdown equity too. And you can't draft people based on touchdowns. Even people like Austin Eckler and JT and, and stuff like that. You 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 have a range of touchdowns they might score. So I mean, Algiers' range might be from. Zero or one to six—that's probably the, the maximum. upside probably just given the amount of role. Unless, of course, there's an injury. Cordell Patterson goes down for the year, something like that. Then people—that just all changes. So I—I I don't want to go. i listened to this. Six months ago, and he got hurt. No, no, no. are talking about things play out how they are. His role in the up in the offense, like you said, is about opportunity. And I don't know if he has that much. Where Marlon Mack, even the next round. Him and, and and Pierce, we're going to see what happens, but there's an opportunity at least for both of them to to, to have some upside because they, they will be sucking and they'll be throwing yeah. the football for sure, you know. Yep. So. yep. Okay. Oh, it's me. Oh, i sorry. Uh, sorry, we were, we we're pontificating there. All right, so we're we're in the 13th round. Uh, no fan. Uh, Tim Patrick, David Njoku, J.D. McKissick, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, T. Lawrence just went off the board. Uh, looking at, at my choices here, they're they're ugly. I mean, it's it's. Oh, man, it's it's like redheaded stepkid ugly here, you know. Uh, sorry, I mean, that's a joke. Uh, a, that's an old hockey joke from the long time. Uh, my, my brother's redhead, and, and he is a stepson. So. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Joey, don't sue me, uh, please. Uh, I love my brother. All right, here, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, as I'm looking out here, I went game well last time. I, I don't have to go tit for tat back and forth, but – I'm going to go Jalen Tolbert. I have Jalen Tolbert on every single one of my teams. My Scott Fish team, my Warrior Bowl team, this mock draft, the last mock draft I did, he's in every single one of my teams so far. I have to put him on there, Uh, and I'll just tell you why. Because Michael Gallup, maybe he comes back, right? Maybe he's good to go. Um, Mm -hmm. But guess what? There was still uh, three wide receivers were viable in the the Dallas Cowboys offense last year. Uh, Cedric Wilson proved that with the money that he made in Miami. So Jalen Tolbert as a rookie, if he lines up on the outside, uh he's a big boy, he's got big old 10-inch hands. Oh, <laughs> he's got good uh, you know, uh not uh yak necessarily, but uh, you know, contested catch. He's there. He he's a big guy. And so he's able to body up not not AJ Brown-esque, but, but more uh physical than you want him to be if you're a DB, put it that way. You don't you don't like it. It's not good. I, I,
0: I like the pick. Um and he was another guy that I pointed out as a value doing that exercise. And, you know, when it it comes down to it, like you said earlier, it's opportunity. And Michael Gallup is not cleared for, you know, for training camp that, you know, some of these other guys are getting cleared. He had a very late uh, ACL injury. Um, He could miss the first four to six weeks. And the other guy on the, you know, on the depth chart is James Washington. I mean, at least Tolbert's going to be the third, but most likely the second option And when Gallup gets back, he's still recovering from a major knee injury and Tolbert's going to be the second or third. We saw times last year where Cedric Wilson shined in that offense or a high pass volume offense. And unless they, you know, grab a Will Fuller or Cole Beasley or someone else to soak up some targets, he's in line for, you know, a good target share.
1: And maybe you ride him in the beginning of the year and you don't use him that much after Michael Gallup comes and you may end up maybe discarding him. But There'll be value. That offense just churns and uh, Dalton Schultz is in there too. So I'm just buying into the offense. I've got Dalton Schultz. I've got Jalen Tolbert. I have some equity in that Tony Pollard. So, you know, a lot of times you chase positional upside in offenses that feature those positions in in places they get a lot of volume, you know. Um, And and so that's just kind of how I – break down uh, my build. So it's my pick again. Uh, you, you want to talk about yours though? Cause it, it went right back to me. Yeah, real
0: fast. So, um, so after you is George Pickens, Tyler Higby, Mark Ingram, Devontae Parker, DJ Chark. And then I took Jameis Winston and Crowder. You know, I took Jameis Winston over Matt Ryan. Um, Just, I like the situation that Winston has better than what Ryan has. I do love Michael Pittman, um, but they're going to ride Jonathan Taylor. They're not going to expect Matt Ryan and hit this stage of his career to put up, you know, put up as much production um, in the air as he's been used to. Um, but James Winston, he's got uh, weapons. And whether, you know, if Kamara's out there, it's going to be even even better offense. And we've seen James Winston's upside. And, and I'm going to, you know, bet on that for my second quarterback. And then Jameson Crowder is more of a safer pick. I don't hope to play him that much. Um, I know I already have Diggs, who's my number one. But, you know, Cole Beasley's been getting 100-plus targets there in Buffalo. Crowder is going to be in that role. And as much as I love Gabriel Davis, Crowder has been a pretty solid, you know, when he's healthy, he's been a pretty solid slot guy. He's never had, you know, a quarterback like a Josh Allen, put him in Josh Allen, put him in that Cole Beasley role. And, and let's, let's, uh, you know, let's hope for some upside in a PPR format.
1: Yeah. And I like Winston because uh, that boy can sling it. That's what he, that's what he does. He might not be able to say it or dance it, or like make the fingers whatever he does it's always weird right until he until he throws the football and then once the football leaves his hand you're like oh my god look at it's beautiful right all the other stuff up to that has just been i watched him by the way two years ago or three years ago maybe i think he was on the Buccaneers play against 49 he fumbled the the fall twice on the same play He he got strip sacked he picked up his own fumble and he got effing strip sacked again and I had him. He was on my team. He, that game, he also threw like three interceptions. And I was just like, "Holy crap! I'm down negative eight points. Why, Jameis?" So, um, anyway, I do. I do up and down. It'll be for sure.
0: All right, your picks up. I, I just realized I had the wrong screen up.
1: Okay, here we go. Justin Jefferson still available. I had to. I had to go for it. You know. Yeah, I mean it was Van, Van Jefferson. I'm oh, sorry, Justin Jefferson. Uh, Van Jefferson. Sorry, I have Justin Jefferson. All right, I'm looking at Justin Jefferson. A pick Van Jefferson in that offense. He he's still there, right? I mean, and last year he was viable. I had him on my team. He was a a nice flex option. So in the in the 14th round, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. I will take some Van Jefferson for sure. He's not supposed to be better than than Allen Robinson. So I'm not even worried about it. I just know he'll be there sometimes if I need.
0: Yeah, and so some a pick after that was Gus Edwards. Edwards is an interesting pick. I know he also tore his ACL around the same time as J.K. Dobbins, but he didn't have the same injury. J.K. Dobbins had injury to other parts of his knee Mm -hmm. when Gus Edwards had a clean ACL tear. Gus Edwards might be ready to go faster than J.K. Dobbins. I love that. And, um, you know, so that pick in the 14th round is great. And even if J.K. Dobbins is, is good to go, when those two were together before, Edwards was still getting ten carries a game. Yep. There's, so there's um, baseball, yeah, for sure. So, so I like that pick in the fourteenth round. Tunyon at fourteen oh nine. Tyrion uh, Davis Price fourteen ten. Kyle Shanahan might you know trick everybody and have him as the starter. Who knows? Alec Pierce fourteen eleven. Hayden Hurst fourteen twelve. Mac Jones fifteen oh one. Then we have Jamal Williams at fifteen oh two. Raheem Oster, fifteen oh three. Brian Robinson fifteen oh four. And I like the Deonta Foreman pick. I think he's going to be the handcuff to Christian McCaffrey. Not, um, not uh, Chuba Hubbard.
1: Oh yeah, no, 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 Chuba. I love that pick. That's a that's a really good pick. Um, you know, what? there's nothing to lose right now. I mean, I'm in the later rounds. I'm just going to go Julio Jones. Right? Yeah,
0: that's a fun one with the news that just came out. That's a fun one.
1: Nothing to
2: do but get Julio. You know? Yeah,
0: I'm glad I was able to to break that to you. Thank you.
2: Um,
0: we have. I'm gonna go KJ Osborne here. Um, oh, what
1: a great pick! I should have gone KJ. I love him. That's a
0: great. With pick. with KJ Osborne, you know, um, you know what, feelings? You know, he's been up and down with injuries and things like that. Um, you know, you could see KJ Osborne more involved, but this is also going to be a new offense, and I want to see how it looks and, and see how it features someone like a KJ Osborne. I, I think it's going to be him or Irv Smith. I don't think both are going to be able to be that you know that fantasy relevant week to week. Um, but I'll, I'll take I'll put my money on him. And then I'm, I'm going to shoot some upside here with uh, Curtis Samuel. We've seen it from him in the past in that Scott Turner offense. I know they have Jahan Dotson, um, but we'll see. It's another team, you know. We'll, we'll see. What are you, What are your thoughts? You're you're there with Washington. What are your thoughts about Curtis Samuel?
1: You know, I, I drove home every day last year, and, and what the, the, uh, the milieu here on the Sports Talk Radio, which is 106.7 The Fan, shout out uh, The Fan here in D.C., um grant and danny is the name of the show grant paulson and danny rouye um they're both not household names but uh they're pretty big here right they've got hundreds of thousands of followers on the on the tweeters so um they break sports news and and uh i think danny rouye got on the nba tonight show with charles barkley his impersonation of him was so good so uh, there's some local guys here um but every single day they'd be like what coach ron rivera say about uh curtis samuel and then would be like He's on the sidelines. He's not practicing. So it just became a running. It became a running joke. So I would say there's so much bias against Curtis Samuel that's been built up by Washington fans that he could be a really sneaky play if he's healthy. He is. We know he can score 200 fantasy points. He's done it before, right? Yeah. So I think that's a great moonshot right there. Uh, I love the KJ Osborne uh, as well. A bunch of, of 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 nobody running backs went after that, and Odell Beckham, and so it leaves me with I think if, if you're in a draft and you're gonna you know wait on a tight end, uh you know, there's a couple different ones you can go for. Uh I mean I like Cameron Brait just being in the offense with Tom Brady. Why so snagged him,
0: you know. Yeah. Brait, and Brait, the, Brait. I got Cameron Brait and Scott Fish. I know there's people that are not excited about that pick. Um but I, I I've we've seen Bray, you know we've seen him catch the Lombardi from uh Tom Brady, so there's some trust there. But we've seen him be, you know, fancy relevant back when Jameis Winston was there and he got a big contract. Right. It's just nobody else.
1: It's about uh, – and I. hate this is the thing. We all know that certain players are better than other players, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of shields us from, like, responsibility when, when they, they suck, right? We're like, oh, that guy's better than him. So that's why I said, no, no, no. No, it's opportunity, right? So I will say – uh Cambridge has an opportunity and he's my second tight end, so I don't really need to do that much with him. You know, it's not like I'm I'm leveraging my whole team. I've got Dalton Schultz. I think he'll get most of the starts uh in this game. But uh in this in this uh little you know mock league we're doing. But last pick of the draft. Oh man, who is your last pick? There oh oh I got my last pick. Uh right now, my last pick is gonna be Paris Campbell, the second wide receiver. Yes. There, there, Matt Ryan, right? And uh, I already I already have Michael Pittman, so I might as well double down in case one of them gets hurt. Now I've got, you know, the other one, so.
0: Well, um, interesting pick right after you was uh, Deon, you know, Dearness Johnson. They were talking about it, you know, on, on one of the shows, uh, and I think Fantasy Pros, was talking about, you know, not only is he someone that could be the handcuff to Nick Chubb, but if they were to move on and trade Kareem Hunt, he would instantly gain value. Oh, yeah. Or if they were to trade him, Imagine Dearness Johnson went over to a backfield like Houston. He'd instantly be the starter. You know, there's, there's situations where he could go if if a, a running back went down during the offseason. He could go over and be a starter somewhere. We've seen him, you know, play really well. Um, Chris Carson was drafted. He actually retired today. Um,
1: <laughs> Shout out to Dave Kluge.
0: Yeah, he retired. Um, uh, Dontrell Hilliard, Chris Evans, David Bell. Evan Ingram, who I was gonna I was looking at, um, and I was also looking at, at Austin Hooper, both went. Daniel Jones, Ryan Tannehill, Paris Campbell, um, Kendrick Bourne, Joshua Palmer. Um, we have Robbie Anderson, Baker Mayfield, John Mechie. Um, unfortunate news this weekend. Um, he's not gonna play this season due to being diagnosed with leukemia. And then so my pick is up, and I need a second tight end. So it's gonna be between Brevin Jordan and Logan Thomas. Oh. Uh we've seen more of it from Logan Thomas. He does start out on the pup. Um, so a little concerned, but I don't need him right away because I have George Kittle. So I'm gonna go Logan Thomas. We know Carson Wentz has peppered tight ends in the past, and I'm just gonna hope that it happens again. Uh, I like my team so much. We're gonna convert this new league. Um so Scott, let's let's talk about your team. You started out with Justin Jefferson, Alvin Kamara in the second round, then you got AJ Brown, Michael Pittman. Your starting quarterback is Joe Burrow. Your starting tight end is Dalton Schultz. Then you have your second your second running back is is Kareem Hunt. Then you have Tony Pollard, James Cook, then your your backup running back your backup receivers are Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore. You have backup running back Kenneth Gainwell, then you have Van Jefferson, Julio Jones, Cameron Bray, and Paris Campbell.
1: And Jalen Tolbert too. Oh, and Jalen Tolbert. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, I, I am just kind of feeling my way through this draft. I'm not super happy about the the quarterback tight end situation I went with there. Not that I'm against Joe Burrow. Um, but I, I think I would like to wait a little bit later and get Hurts or Brady or just somebody, even Trey Lance, like you said. Um, but I, I have Joe Burrow and Scott Fish, so there's just like, you know, I think I'm being drawn to him. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um but not that I don't like Dalton Schultz either, but, you know, uh, those are my two um, you know picks I'm kind of not too sure about right in that, that heart of the round. I didn't have running backs, and because of that, I wasn't going to get the dead zone running backs like we talked about. Some of them just not the upside you want in that round. So um, I got to play through this. I like Kareem Hunt, Tony Pollard, and James Cook because they're all PPR back. Same with game law. I go after after PPR back. Same with Kamara, right? You're going to get more points that way. If you don't know this hack, you're not paying attention to Scott Barrett, and you're stupid because Scott Barrett (laughs) told me to tell you this. So um, you got to target them. And the the early news at the Buffalo Bills camp is that they found their guy in the backfield when it comes to passing the football, and that's James Cook. Not that Devin Singletary won't tilt the rock down at the goal line or whatever, but uh, they need somebody to catch the football out of the backfield. They're high paced fast offense that moves the ball and they 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 go go go. And so I love that that uh that Cook Pickett as my R B four because I'm sure he'll be flexed uh, in this you know if this is a real team quite often. Uh and uh yeah the 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 wide receivers, Christian Kirk to get him in the tenth round was a great value. And then the rest are just upsides. You know volume Particularly, you know, second year wide receivers, third year wide receivers, and Julio, right? The 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 old goat of the of the you know what two two thousands? What do you call those? The 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 aughts, teens, the two two thousands? Yeah, I, I don't even know, right? Well, whatever. yeah, he's
0: he didn't he, he's earlier than the late nineteen hundreds, but the the early two thousands.
1: Yeah, whatever it was back when he was you know fighting Roddy White off for targets and you know all the crazy time. I'll,
0: I'll never forget i, I was at a, at a draft party my buddy's a huge browns fan all he wanted was julio jones and browns are on the clock the year after they traded out for an opportunity at sammy Watkins, who he wanted they traded out uh and didn't get julio jones and drafted three guys that were out of the league in three years oh yeah but the browns um so you know so my, yeah my my only you got rb you know rb2 by committee yes um it's it's very difficult to go early tight end and early quarterback, which is really like – that's why I kind of fade uh, tight end in my super flex leagues, and then I, I go early tight end in my one-quarterback leagues, and it's just, you know, it's hard, and you you kind of saw that here, like you said, with the running backs, but I think you have a a nice pairing of running backs there where you can kind of pick your poison. And with, you know, Kareem Hunt probably starting the season off and then Tony Pollard and James Cook easily could take over their backfields at some point in the season. Um, and, you know, they could
1: end up being starters for you. Yeah, I, that's the hope. So, you know, we'll see.
0: Well, I, so I went with Stephon Diggs with my first pick. Then I got DeAndre Swift and Cam Akers. You know, I felt pretty good about my running backs there. So I went with George Kittle, um, knowing I could probably get some receivers back here. Um, was very happy to get Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman. Um, Allen Robinson was a plus. Um, you know Singletary. Uh, you know that was just kind of a value pick there in the in the eighth round. Um, not knowing what was going to come back to me, and I want I just took him over Pollard. Um, but definitely thought about Pollard there as well. Um, waited on quarterback, got Derek Carr. I feel like I you know I just liked the options there. I really would have loved to get the upside of Trey Lance. Mm. but I feel like Derek Carr could easily be a QB one this year um, with the, you know, situation he has with Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro went upside, you know, high, high value handcuff running backs protected my investment with Henderson. I always, I always try to get my RB ones handcuffed. You can't handcuff everybody, but I like to handcuff my RB one. The last thing I want is to face Scott. He's got Henderson and and acres is out um so so then isaiah spiller just a guy i've been targeting rashad white and then uh james winston's my qb2 jameson crowder kj osborne curtis samuel are my bench receivers and then logan thomas finishes up the roster would like to get a little bit better depth at the running back position but i think i'm okay i,
1: I like it and uh you know we both have some rookies on our squad so you know, don't be afraid to draft rookies, folks. Like, it just, it's, it's part of the game. There's 17 games this year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just your ranks, people. It's not your dad's NFL anymore. It's your NFL now. Yeah, come on. Well, and and we went rookie running
0: backs. We didn't go and get a bunch of rookie receivers. I have one.
1: I one. Well, one, one, one. You got one, but it was in the 13th round. Right, right. We did not go after the Drake London's, who, by the way, if Drake doesn't get touchdowns, um, Marcus Mariota, how many people is he in a support over there?
0: Pretty nervous, pretty nervous. Well, it's, it's time for tags. You've been very, you know, thank you so much for your time. Oh, sure, sure, And, uh, you know, it's been, been a lot of fun, um, but time for tags, where can we find you and what's the name of the website again?
1: Yeah. So I'm nimble w numbers on Twitter. I'm nimble w I'm at nimble w Numbers on Gmail when email me, right? So uh and if you see me on any platforms, I'm Nimble w numbers on sleeper, I'm Nimble w numbers on DraftKings, uh it's just it's my handle and it's nimble with numbers, but. Uh, you know, on twitter you can't put a, a slash in there and then width is too small so it's implicit people um but i do love numbers as much bullshit as i spew it's all backed by data right so i like to be funny and silly but there's data research that i do every single week where uh Beau and myself are just crunching numbers looking at numbers building spreadsheets building data models uh, building our own looking at run the sims shout out justin freeman and pat mayo love those guys um and, but it, it really, what it comes down to is we love football and we want to be able to share that love with you, with anybody, with the listener, with anybody. So please on Twitter, reach out and uh, you want to joke around. You want to show a picture of your, your pet. You want to talk about your kids. I'm I'm there for all of it.
0: Well, hey man, I, I think, thank you again for coming on. Uh, you know, it's been, been a long time coming and uh, you know, make sure you guys go check out Scott's work. I'm definitely going to be hitting Bo up to, to come on the show. And uh, again, for all your DFS needs, make sure you go over and check out Scott's website. And uh, look out for his articles right here on the SGPN. Hell yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. And as always, good luck this season.